mm-hmm. you just like get some Dactrin or just like just do something to prevent me constantly getting athlete's foot off you. Sure. And he was just like, do you not think it's like kind of sexy? And he no. and she was like, <laughs> it's one of the least sexy things. F- no, it's not sexy at all. And he said, no, but like it's like. Like I gave it to you, like we like it's because like we've it's been a like Tiffany necklace or something. Yeah, it's because we've been like naked together. It's like our, oh! it's like our like shared. It's just like our vile. shared fungal infection. Polly mm. with the fungus. Yeah, we are in a polycule with his athlete's foot. Yeah, he said he was in defeat. <laughs> do we do we approve of this wording? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Algorist tweeting. Call yourself a male feminist. Get thrush. Good we, post. It's it's Good post. it's masters. It's masters podcast, but it's also thrush future. Yes, that is right. Yeah, we're all getting thrush. <laughs> That's part of the um. We're massaging yeast into our genitalia as we speak. Um, that's just what this podcast is. Look, the only way to show solidarity if you're an ally, mm. then I want to see an overproduction of the candida. Yeast mm. culture. Yeah. Yeah. Call yourself cultured. Yeah. Get thrush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeast cultural appropriation. I used, to know, I used to know a girl called Candida. Can you imagine? Because <laughs> <laughs> she was bright white. That's right. I mean, she, I mean obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's very on the nose to name your child that. I mean, I presume they didn't really know what it meant. But well, I, No, I think they did. Do you think? Do you think they were like Aryan Nation type people? <laughs> um, the Manchurian Candida. <laughs> I feel like the upper class aren't really... <laughs> They're controlling you through a yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> You're being motivated by genital thrush to kill the president. No, what happens is the second you scratch your vagina, that like, that, like sets mm. off a remote bomb. <laughs> and like a senior <laughs> official in Malaysia just goes out like a light. Is it your trigger phrase? Yes. Mm. Um. Yeah, I feel like the upper class aren't really like they aren't really kind of Aryan Uniony because they don't mm. have to be. Yeah, they hate unions for a kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you if you are a leftist, you should join the Aryan Union because even white supremacists <laughs> have the right to organise. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> what a start. Working to rule. What a start. <laughs> Working to yeah. rule with the Nazis. We still support the Aryan Union people against the Aryan bosses. <laughs> yeah. There is still class struggle within. Look, you've got to work out where your class solidarity lies. Is it with the Aryan Union or is it with Aryan management? <laughs> Aryan <laughs> management is a great concept. <laughs> <laughs> the Aryan PMCs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like just like a guy in a Nazi uniform, but he's wearing like a stovepipe hat with it. Mm. Inhuman resources. Yeah. Oh, and now wow. I'm just Ooh. thinking about oh, steam, wow. steampunk Nazis, and it's it's too much. Welcome <laughs> to Masters yeah. of Our Domain. Yeah. You thought that steampunk couldn't get worse. You thought the Nazis couldn't get worse. Well, I've got news for you, buddy. That's the plot of the Kite Runner. What? Almost. Um, the you know the have you ever read the Kite Runner or seen the film? I know that it's a novel about Afghanistan. That's kind of all I know. So the villain in the Kite mm. Runner is he's a, a Nazi. Train. <laughs> he's a Nazi. He's like the child of a Nazi of like a literal Nazi. Oh, okay. He is uh, a long way from Argentina. He's a he's a, he's in the Taliban. Right. And he's a paedophile. Oh. All three. All three, right in the kisser. Oh, oh. boy. <laughs> he's like an ultra villain. I thought you'd be, and he's a paedophile, which is basically the same as being into steampunk. Uh, yeah, he's a kind of triple... Get you a guy He's a kind of triple do, strength do villain. Yeah, he's a triple, mm. he's a triple threat. 
He won it. Oh. He won an, uh, like a like a Tony for it. Oh, what the actual guy? No, 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 no. The actual guy's not. The actual guy's not. <laughs> just being for an the, amazing character for the Broadway show of the Kite Runner. That's how you become a real triple threat. They Dancing, did a Broadway singing, show no. of the Kite no, Runner. Again, it's a it's a bit oh. about triple I'm threats, thinking, which is a oh, name right, for right, people right, who are very right, good on right, Broadway. Right, yeah, right, Olga yes, gets okay. it. Mm. Thank you. Goebbels missed out because he couldn't dance. He had a knee injury, yeah. Phoebe's doing the thing where she laughs silently. <laughs> as though like she doesn't want to be on record laughing at that. <laughs> Look, sometimes you just have to you have to earn my actual mm. hackles. Yeah. Otherwise you get the silent laugh. Mm. It's emotional labour to laugh. That is true. Um well, hello and welcome to yet another edition of Masters of Our Domain, a podcast which is allegedly about Seinfeld and also yeast infections. I am Milo Edwards, someone who's never watched Seinfeld, but may have had a yeast infection. And I'm joined as ever by my co-host, Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week, we're joined by a very special returning repeat guest, thrush expert. Repeat thrush infection. (laughs) (laughs) From Thrusher with Love, it's Olga (laughs) Kong. Something about thrush and hot dinners. Um, Yeah. Uh, What's the deal with yeast infections? What is the deal with yeast infections? I don't have anything to to add to this. She gives it to me. Yeah, I give it to her. She gives it to me. This is Mm. good. Yeah, let's keep it going. It's eternally sustaining. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, tricky, isn't it? It's tricky with the yeast infections. Sadly, I didn't order a mushroom risotto. (laughs) Uh, If you have mushroom risotto cutting out of your genitals, uh, seek medical attention. Bit of a stretch. Just an Italian chef being furious at the quality of the mushroom risotto coming out of someone's genitals. I always assumed that... No, he's all wrong. I always assumed that vegan cheese has a similar... What, to a sort of thrush it's discharge? It's a similar kind of consistency. Vegan cheese is bad. They regularly, they try and... Every time I'm at some sort of thrush. event where I'm served something with vegan cheese, there's a bunch of people there who are liars... Who go like, oh, I normally don't like vegan cheese, oh, but no. this is actually oh, quite no. they're good. Paid. They're paid actors like Australians. <laughs> Australia's not real. Vegan cheese isn't real. <laughs> Everyone is an op. <laughs> That's true, though. I like the idea of a bunch of Australians in like a, a CIA black site somewhere being trained to do that voice and affect. <laughs> Repeat after me. Crikey. <laughs> Crikey. Look at the size of this bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She's crisis actors. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, being cheap. Sorry, I mean, you know, like I, I, I admire the moral and environmental commitment of some vegans, but that cheese is just, just stop lying to yourself. It's not cheese. It's, it's not, not, not cheese. Stop putting. They love putting yeast in stuff as well. Yeah, that, fucking that's, yeast that's protein. Why I, that's why. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. You see yeah. the. It doesn't go in the cheese though. You don't know. No, it does. It's does nutritional it? yeast. Yeah, yeah, nutritional yeast is like the the flaky parmy stuff that you see. Oh, that's horrible. Very, they call it nooch. I'm very big on getting jacked, so I'm always giving cunnilingus to women with thrush. Sorry, a who? Vegan guy who wants more protein. Jesus Christ. Um, vegan guy who loves sucking on titties, lactating titties. I think that's uh, a thing. Yeah. That could be fun. That's the only way. The only vegan the only real cheese is <laughs> Ethical way to, to milk women, <laughs> but woke King Borat. <laughs> this is this is the, this is the ethical dairy industry. Just suck on her titties. Yeah, 
Apparently, if you manipulate non-lactating titties for long enough, they will produce like a bit of milk. Manipulate? Yeah. What, like sort of convince them? That's what I got into them, in lockdown. <laughs> convince them the only way they'll ever be lovable is if they produce milk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Neg the titties. Mm, that's right, yeah. I guess these would be all right tits if they produce some milk. Men Just like standing around with a black coffee going, like, I don't really like it black. I'd love a tit that would help me out with this. Just saying. Is she a squirter? No, not that kind. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are technically discussing Seinfeld <laughs> season four, episode one, The Trip, part one. We are in season four. Yeah. We're belting through them. We've opened this season. It's open season. It's open, open season. Open season on season four. That's right. <clears throat> Jerry's got thrush. With- <laughs> it's, it's a new season. It's a brave new world out there in Seinfeld land. There are spoilers for Seinfeld season four in yep. this, so if you've not yet watched it, uh, as I haven't, uh, you know, maybe you haven't seen this episode. No, I've seen the episode. I've oh, not, okay, I've okay, not okay, seen. Okay, okay, okay. I haven't seen the whole of the series. No, I haven't as seen the any of the show. episode after Seinfeld season four, episode one. Okay, yeah, yeah, this I know. Mm, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the opening of season four. I think it is inimical to the spirit of the show. What you mean, the bit? No, no, no. The like, the, this episode and oh, right. and episode two as well. How do we feel <laughs> about taking Seinfeld out of the city that is very much the character in the show Seinfeld and I'm placing not, it somewhere I'm, else? I don't like it. I'm not into it. Mm. I'm not into it because I, it's like it's kicking it's kicking you out of the illusion because it's all filmed in Los Angeles. I don't want to see actual Los Angeles yeah. kicking you out of Jerry's non non Euclidean apartment. Yeah. I need mm. to be, I need the, like, the anchoring and the containment of the apartment. It's interesting, given that lots of American shows are filmed in New York, that they decided to film a show entirely about life in New York in Los Angeles. Mm. Well, Friends is the same. Is Friends also filmed in LA? I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. Friends is so cursed on so many levels that I've kind of stopped subjecting How it to How your mother's from LA as well? Was filmed? Yeah. Where is that even set? New York. Oh, okay. Upper West Side. Is it set mm. in New York? Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. I thought it was set somewhere else. No, no, no the whole thing is like they were they they're um in Upper West Side. Which is the one that was set in Chicago? Uh Happy Endings. Happy Endings. Mm. Thank you. Olga. That was also filmed in LA. Yeah. Well, there you Hi, go. I'm here for your <laughs> location <laughs> trivia. Olga knows where stuff was filmed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And who had thrush at the time? Very much so. Yeah. It was Ross. (laughs) (laughs) He does have the vibe of Uh, someone who would have thrush. Yeah, he wouldn't have like a kind of masculine STI. Yeah, what's a masculine STI? Let's explore this. Uh, Syphilis. Oh yeah, that's masculine. If you're like a a woman with syphilis, it's like, come on, retro. That's like you know. Come on, darling, that's what not, are you going to do? Write a great very, philosophical treatise not, and then go very, completely mad and get naked in a fan? In it's, nah. not very, it's not very ladylike <laughs> if you to get syphilis, is it? Uh, what's a girly STD? Um, thrush. Yeah. Chlamydia. That's not an STD, though. Chlamydia, yeah, definitely. Chlamydia is, is, the, is like very female-coded. I was, well, I was sleeping with a woman STD. at one stage who claimed to have given the same guy chlamydia three times. She didn't give it to me. I'm gonna queen shit. Queen. Yeah, I'm just like, and I'm like, gonorrhea queer code. And I was like, so was this like in like short succession, and you and you still had the chlamydia, and he didn't realize he was getting it from you. And she was like, no, no, I got chlamydia and got rid of it, and then gave it to him three on three separate occasions. That's love. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's at what point were you bond. like, this is who I am now? Mm. Yeah. I I'm can't deny that as chlamydia. Yeah. I yeah, I think gonorrhea is the not. <laughs> Getting is gonorrhea the... is a lot like converting to Judaism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's how you actually pronounce it chlamydia. <laughs> yeah there you go um in answer to your question olga um mm. i think yeah i think i feel like gonorrhea is gender neutral mm. i love that i don't feel it's particularly yeah. masculinized or you know it's just the flowing coded. of the genitals it doesn't crabs, really it's crabs no surely are the the equalizer mm. I feel crabs like crabs are the equalizer. <laughs> I feel like crabs are quite masculine as well. Well, because women are much less likely to have that, pubic hair these days. I'm not saying that women these days. These days. I would like to say that I'm just like I'm so obsessed with my very very specific brand of curated feminism that I've been cultivating a kempt bush, which I was like, I won't shave myself because that is I don't want to look like a child. But then the but I also want to keep it all just You're like Martin very clean and You're managed. Ross. And what it is is it's taking me like three times as long to make it look that way <laughs> than just shaving it all off. Mm. But Classic. the things I do for my feminism. Um, you know, a few years I've ago, tops, yeah. there were some... What is that? <laughs> is that just the top? What is that? That's just like, that's just like a, 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 a bald spot in the middle. <laughs> is the bald spot like around the pussy or like above it? Above it. Okay. Wait, like one of those friars? Mm. Yeah, like a friar. Yeah. Um, in order to uh, in order to humiliate my pussy under the blazing eye of God. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. As it should be. As it should be. Um, fry pussy. I think reporting for juicy. <laughs> and if you're hiding your cock and balls with the tonsure, that's a fry attack. Uh. Right there. Hey, um, um, that's good. That's good thank stuff. You. That's that's why people <laughs> that's, tune into this show. That's why that you're is, listening. Yeah, it's filmed that, in LA. This podcast. That's what people don't realize. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, a I, few I, years I ago, I don't like the uh, the taking it out of New York, and I also and I don't like the murdering young women storyline. I don't think it's funny. I think it's like. Why is that there? It's like it's really atonal and incongruous. Yeah. We'll get into that because uh, I just, it's. I just don't like I, it. I was slightly confused by it until later I in just, the episode. I just don't like it. Um, what I was going to say was yeah. a few years ago, I think it was UCL, it might have been KCL or one of the other London universities, put out a press release saying that because basically uh, people like trimming and or shaving their pubes is so common now, uh, uh, pubic lice are dying out. And uh, that they oh, wanted, no. <laughs> they were putting out a call for pe- anyone who had pubic lice that they would pay them to come into UCL so that they could preserve a colony of pubic lice for like future scientific experimentation. <laughs> Can you oh imagine replying to that ad, being <laughs> like, finally, my time to shine? I am the star of medical <laughs> research. Imagine that that is how your name ends mm. up in a book. Because you, last recorded you, yeah, case. Yeah, because you don't. There's like last Jew in Afghanistan. There's like last guy with pubic lice. <laughs> Although I don't, I don't even, I don't think, even think that that's true. Like I don't, I know very, very few women who get the full bald job. No, but I think if it's sufficiently like trimmed, that kind of basically makes it not very it's inhabitable. Kind of yeah, like, would you want a party in a landing strip where a bush, a male bush, is right there? Well, I don't, I, I don't really see why crab. not. I like, I feel like that's As like that makes the venue more exclusive. It's like much harder to get uh, in. Oh, I, I do see. think it's, it's like luxury flats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Bergheim of of pubic mm. hair. Yeah, wear black. Yeah. 
Mm. Get pissed on. R.I.P. <laughs> Is he dead? The piss, the Burkheim piss guy. Yeah, he died. He finally <laughs> drank too much piss. I don't, I don't know how he <laughs> no, died, but I, but I suspect it might have been quite tragically because I don't think he was like especially old. Do you, does, does drinking piss kill, kill you? Right in. I think it depends yeah. on what, what's in the piss. It strikes me as that there are lots of people who claim it prolongs your life, but I am dubious on that. Um, yeah, I feel like if you're drinking piss as a hobby, you've probably got a lot of other hobbies which are not conducive to living a long and fruitful life. Uh, yeah. Well, Not to induce oh. any prejudice against people who this drink piss. This episode is, you know. is uh, dedicated to the memory of the Burkheim piss mm. guy. Yeah. Are you or your friends drinking piss? <laughs> Kids are doing it these days. Um, the episode opens with a bit. As they, uh, as they, as what's they the deal with drinking do? piss? Um, Jerry is saying, what is the deal with moving thousands of miles to a new city? It's like yeah, people what, what? do it all the time. Took pioneers used to it. People nowadays, they move thousands of miles just for the summer. What is pioneers this? can do what that. It took us 10 years to get there, 10 years to get back. We had a lovely summer. It took us 20 years. Now our lives are over. What, what is this as a bit? I, I, what, it, just, it doesn't make any sense. It's brand new information that Jerry there is Seinfeld sort of modern transportation. Jerry Seinfeld has finally run out of ideas. Oh, I wouldn't be too sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure Jerry Seinfeld ever had any ideas. Well, they're all they're all baroque in their own ways, the Seinfeld bits. But like, what's the point of the bit here? Is it that... Is it that... His anti-air the, travel. Is it in the past? It was really difficult to move to a faraway city, and now you can do that because of air travel, which, as far as I'm aware, has been available for well over a century. I mean, it's coming back to, I think Mm. the first time I was on this podcast, I was complaining about, not complaining, but it's like he essentially honed and put into the spotlight this, like, the style that is like you could be reductive about literally anything and make it funny. Mm. Yeah. And so this is like, this is peak that just being like, let's look at this thing that's co- totally normal and look at with alien mm. eyes or fucking yeah. Neanderthal eyes. And he did it. And I think Jerry Seinfeld fully completed it. If I see another mm. fucking bit that is just breaking down something extremely basic and look like, what? Mm. A phone in your hand <laughs> that take pictures? Yeah, I can't do mm. it. And I feel, <laughs> sorry, I feel the same way about Air travel. Yeah, okay, yeah, air travel could be looked at that way. Mm. Yeah. I guess. I mean, the whole point of the bit is it is faster to fly than it is to take a wagon somewhere, which I feel like we <laughs> which I feel like we've we've very much covered. Yeah. As a, as a it, culture. To be honest, it doesn't even really rely on air travel. Like even <laughs> rail travel would make this bit. This bit was obsolete in the 19th century. <laughs> yeah, when is it when when it when people it, are moving to San Francisco? Steampunk <laughs> Seinfeld. Don't watch it, take a wagon train. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, that's really funny. Mm. So I was at the World Fair. Oh god. <laughs> Picking uh, up chicks. The, the contest <laughs> is a race around the world in 80 days. <laughs> mm. Lane shows up wearing episode, one of those kind of leather bustiers as well. Oh, yeah, that'd ruin me. Yeah. I'd be destroyed after leather that. Leather bustier, like, kind of, like a monocle with a compass in it. Mm. Oh, my God. Something I'd normally I hate. I hate this so much. I hate it. But you, ima- you could totally see a really cringe 90s Vanity Fair uh, photo shoot which is Seinfeld as League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, you know we're going to have to do League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for Movie Corner because it's now come up like three times. Really? Yeah, oh, no. yeah. because it, was, it keeps coming up when we talk, when we talk about Sean Connery. 
which is more than I'd like. Oh fuck! See, I thought we were talking about the League of Gentlemen. No, yeah, the League so, of Extraordinary. Yeah, that was the that was how it came up before because I accidentally went to yeah. see it thinking that it was the League of Gentlemen film. <laughs> it's not. It's quite different. The League of Gentlemen cinematic universe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There is a League of Gentlemen film. It's not very good. N- no. I'm talking about the um, co- like the graphic yeah. novel. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, we're talking about the same thing. Okay. Cool. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, of which the Burgun Piss guy was a member. <laughs> Rip. He was an extraordinary gentleman. He was. Yeah. <laughs> Candle in the wind plays. <sighs> Candle in the piss. Yeah. Scans well. Yeah. It's a half rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Settle down, yeah. Michael Caine. The, your candle burned out long before <laughs> you drank the latest beer. <laughs> That's not good at all. <laughs> That's not very good to at all. To be fair, if you pissed on a candle, the candle's going out. Mm. <gasps> Oh, yeah, not boy. if it's an eternal flame. Um, <laughs> right. We open Sorry. at the cafe. Jerry and George are talking about Kramer being on Murphy Brown. Eternal flame is about UTIs. There you go. I love that. <laughs> yeah, whenever Phoebe has a UTI, it's actually in honor of the fallen. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Army soldiers who died at Stalingrad live on in her urethra. That's right. I call yeah. it the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> And they're, uh, <laughs> and they're still on half rations. One rifle between two. How much room do you think there is up there? Oh. Um, yes. A sweet trench. All right. Yeah. The, <laughs> besieging General Paulus in the ruins of Phoebe's urethra. Anyway. Right. Look. George reveals <laughs> that he was invited um, to go to LA with Kramer. And then Jerry's like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, he asked me to keep it a secret. He's like, you can't keep secrets. And he's like, well, this is my record. He's like, the longest I went before was 38 seconds. I think this must have been when Elaine went off to have her baby. Oh, and that's think? why she's not oh, in it for yeah, two episodes. She's not in it. Yeah. She's not in it. Mm. Yeah. And the show is lacking for it. Because I got completely just like flabbergasted and wrong-footed by the information that uh, she is pregnant for the whole of season three. And that's it's why... amazingly well covered. And that's why she like wears those like great, like great kind of floopy dresses and mm. is always Carries like... boxes all the yeah, time. is like constantly like carrying boxes and bags of groceries. And that's mm. why. So I think she took the first couple of episodes off to go have her baby and then mm. returns. A glorious return. But yeah, the episode suffers from it. We miss her. Well, how, what do you think is the, the best way to cover up a belly? Just a belly in general or a pregnancy a belly? belly? A boiler suit. <laughs> I say oh, one no. of those sumo suits, the sumo th- inflatable no. suit. Uh, well, that is, a boiler yeah. suit's not going to work. A boiler suit is going to really, really show yeah. it up. People are yeah. going to have questions, though, if you show up in a sumo suit. That, you're going to have to have a whole story there. I think That's you should not carry around your... one of those like seaside cutout things with like a picture of a sailor and a dog. Oh my god! Or the seaside, <laughs> yeah, or the big T-shirt you get on the seaside Would with like a skinny lady. Dog from? <laughs> yeah, or like gorilla costume. Yeah, yeah. T-Rex costume. I, I think a fun thing to do would be to just be walking around fully pregnant, visibly, but saying that you're wearing one of those pregnancy simulators. Yeah, and you're yeah. doing it as a bit. Yeah, or like drinking a beer the entire time because it's like surely she's not pregnant; she's fully drinking a beer. That's just a beer girl. But what do you do about your? What do you do about your gigantic? You're like, look, they've been manipulated, <laughs> and now they like suck tape. on them. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm a, I, I'm a, a member of the Feed the Vegans charity. Uh, Too many vegans have got things like rickets, scoliosis, angina. Gout? Yeah, gout. No, they don't have, definitely no, don't that's have gout. No, like that's a disease that's of eating too much. That's a d- disease of eating the good stuff. Too many vegans spoil the broth. Yeah. And by broth, we mean the breast milk. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's the broth. Um, the human yeah. broth. Yeah. Gout, or as they call it in France, taste. So, um, Jerry's going on the Tonight Show in LA, and he's got this sort of like all expenses paid trip. So George is excited to come with him because it's free. Um, we then cut to Kramer explaining his like theory of acting and color uh, to a bunch of people backstage at some sort of film shoot. At which point he's thrown out by a security guard. Can you give me some context for why Kramer is in LA? Like, did season three end with this? He and Jerry had a huge falling out because Jerry took his spare apartment keys back. So Kramer says, "I'm not living as I should be. Like, I'm living like a little boy, and I've got the acting bug, and I'm going to go to LA and try and be an actor." Got it, got it, got it. It's a bit mm. of a MacGuffin. What is a MacGuffin? MacGuffin is a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, well, like, it's not, I mean, it's not really a, a particularly good usage of it, but like in a MacGuffin in, in, in like a film is like an object which is there as a kind of contrivance to kind of force the plot along and it's sort of like... Oh, Chekhov's MacGuffin. No, it's kind of it's kind of like imposed on top of the narrative in order to drive in order to drive the narrative. Mm. So like Oh, like you know the time machine that Hermione has in Harry Potter. Oh yeah. Which she uses to the time like, turner. Which she yeah, which No she, relation of Tina Turner. That's right. Yeah. Well it might be. Unclear. Mm. Unclear at this time. Yeah, we don't know. Um which she, instead of like using Step, to like siblings. go back in time or like, <laughs> like trying to, to go back in time and then just ending up wait, but this is Nutbush City Limits. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't where I'm supposed to be at all. Yeah, but instead of mm. like going back in time and like I don't know, like saving Harry's parents or something, she uses it to like go to more school, like go to more school because she's a fucking nerd. Yeah, because she's a Lib Dem, <laughs> and that's what they would do. I want to go to school again. Loved it so much. I want to do more learning. Well, the time turner is a MacGuffin. Okay. If uh, any listeners uh, care to dispute my characterization of a MacGuffin, uh, then please keep it to yourselves because no one likes a know all. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's why no one likes a Marnie Granger. That's why no one likes a Marnie Granger. Yeah. God, why contact would you contact Harry Tina Turner with your questions about the concept of a MacGuffin. Um, <laughs> she'll gladly answer any of your questions. Um, yeah, so uh, then we cut to Kramer, who's like in his apartment building trying to phone Murphy Brown from a payphone. Uh, she, uh, she hangs up the phone on him. An old woman appears. Who's- okay, what the fuck was that? I think it's mm. supposed to be it's supposed to be a joke on. Oh god, what's that film called? It's got uh, Bette Davis in it. Okay, so it's a basically it's a film reference. I think she's it's supposed to be like a joke on whatever, like on like Sunset Boulevard or like whatever oh, okay. happened to Baby Jane. Got it. Got it, got like it. this kind of. Like, I love like, it when Phoebe's like, being like podcast mum. Like, what is that film called? Is you know, it called? She's What's in it. Called? The one with the horse face. Called? You know, you know. The Bet- one that was in the thing. The one that was in the thing. Yeah. 
Davis. But that other bloke Davis. as well. Davis. You know, he was in Fools and Horses. No, I remember who. I remember who. Patsy Kensett. <laughs> it's always Patsy it's Kensett. It's always Patsy Kensett. It was in Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah, it's like a kind of stock character of like the kind of yeah. like the f- like the fading Liam 40s. Gallagher did the music. Like 40s starlet who's now like kind of like kind of broken down drunk with mm. the kind of the yeah with like the kind of the pan stick makeup and she like wears ne- negligees. It's like yeah, it's like kind of a sort of sort of aging Blanche Dubois. Got it. Bigger. Mm. And I think that's supposed of... to be. Yeah, yes, but yeah, that's that's what's supposed to be the joke. In the whole episode, I felt that there were a lot of references to like culture of that time, like even the LA law stuff and everything yeah. around it. It's just like I bet it was super topical at the time, but this mm. does not live I, up. I love it when like celebrities come up in Seinfeld who are obviously supposed to be like a big get for the show, and I'm in there like, who the fuck is that? Uh. They're like, oh my god, it's Bob's and Dugnut, and you're <laughs> like, what? Who? <laughs> uh, don't you fucking dare say that about Bob Bobson. Wait, even, even is it Dunga? Bobson Dunga. Bobson was his first name. Bobson 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 Dugna is one of the names from you know when the Japanese made that baseball yes, video yes, game. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, it's like a baseball video game from like the early nineties for like snares or something. And it basically it has like all of the teams have like American names, but which a Japanese guy just made up. So it's like a Japanese guy who doesn't speak English. So Bob's like, what, what are Americans called? And then like Bob's and Dugnut. Yeah. To be it's fair, very good. I could sort of imagine. Yeah, to be fair, American names have really advanced since then to being like really insane. Yeah, like cha- now, change every I to a Y and just see what fucking happens. Yeah, M- McKaylin McKenzie or whatever. Like yeah. you can just call a kid whatever there now. What's the guy? Because because uh, for some reason I have retroactively decided that the guy in it is called Bob's and Dugnut. Is he not? Well, the guy the, in the, what? The, the LA the LA law guy. No, he's called um, Corbin something. Is what? It Corbin? Yeah, his name's Corbin something, but no. his first name's Corbin. No, but it's like Corben, but they're pronouncing it Corbin. Like Corbin Blur. Cordon Blur. Corbin no, Blur. Corbin Blur. He's from the, High School he's Musical. From the guy from High School Musical. Huh. Yeah, and he's filled with cheese oh, and Milo, ham. Why are you so uncultured? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phoebe got that one. <laughs> um, right. So uh, in any case, the old woman says she hasn't worked since 1934. Um, and then she starts recounting an episode of the Three Stooges to him involving like a dead baby. And then the Three Stooges all get executed. And she's like, it was quite a dark one for I the Stooges. That, I thought that was funny. I think that's yeah. a funny bit. Mm. Like, cause she's like, she's, do you think she's supposed to be like confusing like the Lindbergh case with yeah, an episode of the Three Stooges? Unclear. Didn't they just like execute a German guy for that? They're like, he's German. Get him. What, on the Three Stooges? Baby. No, the Lindbergh baby. <laughs> oh, right. Three Stooges. Who are we going to blame for the Three Stooges? <laughs> den, den drei Stoogen. It was a queer, sultry summer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the summer they electrocuted the Stooges. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. What are we doing now? Is that, is that To Kill a Mockingbird? What are we referencing? Belgia. Uh, I've not read it. Of um, course you fucking haven't. That's written by a tart, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Look, if she thought she was so good at writing, why didn't she hang around and do a bit more of it, eh? Something about how it's good that she stayed in the kitchen? Okay. Is that that too dark? Is that too dark? (laughs) That's someone knocking. Yeah, I thought I had someone knocking. Did they hear my joke? Am I being arrested? (laughs) It's the cancellation cops. Right. Uh, We then cut to George and Jerry's hotel room. Uh, Oh, no, sorry. No, it's not that. It's Jerry's apartment. Uh, 
And Jerry is commenting on how much luggage George is bringing. And he's like, look, I like to dress by mood. And Jerry's like, what, what mood is this? And he's like, morning mist. I like this bit as well. Yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, then we, then we, right. Then we cut to the fucking the murders storyline. So I initially thought this was them taking the piss out of a cop show. And like no, the idea it, was it, it was is. a cop show being filmed. Well, no, I realize they're mocking cop shows in general. But they, but this is actually uh, supposed to be the actual yeah, cops. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was supposed to be the set of a cop show oh, where right. they were like taking no, the piss I out see. of making a really bad no, cop show. No, the, yeah. And no, then Kramer was going to be like in it or like. No the, jo- yeah. no, the joke is that the actual cops are like on a terrible early 90s cop show. That's the joke. But it's, mm. I think it's really. Because they're LA cops. I think it's really jarring and really mm. atonal and doesn't fit with the rest of the show at all. And I think crucially all of that feels that way because there like isn't a direct involvement of one of the main characters Mm. in it Mm. so it just feels like weird sketchy vignettes that are in the middle of someone else's show yeah initially it's not even apparent that it's supposed to be the actual cops and not the set of a show because so many things in the la bits of seinfeld are the sets of shows honestly it never occurred to me to read it like that Oh, right. Because that was what really confused me. It wasn't until later on where I'm like, oh, no, this is happening in, in the real world, in Seinfeld world. Um, and this isn't like the plot of a cop show, which then Seinfeld, like, I don't know, Kramer's going to get a part in it or like whatever. When were the um, LA riots? Was that 1992? I think 92, yeah. The Rodney King riots was 92. Just trying to work out how close in time this episode was filmed. Well, this is probably 93. This is probably is 93 at this point, yeah. Yeah. The year of my birth. I was percolating. Don't say t- percolating. <laughs> Brewing. It's time for the percolator. Brewing and stewing. <laughs> One of my favorite YouTube videos of all time. Real old school, early internet. Time for the percolator. Anyone remember that? No. Of the drunk girl at a party dancing on a glass coffee table going, it's time for the percolator. It's time but for it, the percolator. But it is a song as well. Yeah, well, she's doing the dance from the music video, I okay. guess. And then she's like squatting down doing this kind of like like proto twerk type dance. It was kind of pre-twerk, but like... It won't have been pre-twerk. Well, pre the popularization of the twerk as like something a white girl would do. In right, I see. Right. It was not, it did not figure, we're talking like 2007. This is like a while ago. Um, and, uh, and, then she, and then she just falls through the glass coffee table. It just oh, collapses under her weight. Incredible. Yeah. Well, I would like to correct this as well. The first white girl to twerk was Christina Aguilera in the dirty video. Gonna get and dirty. That's like Is she four... technically white? Okay. She's very white. She's on a, very on a sort pale. Of, on a Dulux color chart. I know analysis. she's like. I, well, she's there's white Latina people. Yeah, obviously. The, yeah. She's white. Yeah. She's white Latina. Okay. Yeah. Lots. Of, lo, yeah. Famously, Anya lots of Taylor people Joy. in South America are German, aren't they? Famously. Yeah, but not or, Christina Aguilera. No, not Christina. Aguilera. <laughs> not the name like Aguilera. Christina Aguilera is not descended from Nazi <laughs> from like Nazi refugees. <laughs> <laughs> Be an amazing conspiracy theory. To be fair, I saw a thing the other. I saw a thing the other day about like a woman talking about like the immigrant experience, and she was like, and because she was like South American, she was talking about being a Latina, mm. and she was like, yeah, like I know about this. Like my parents from, were refugees from Germany. I'm no! like, and I'm like. What up? What up? <laughs> what up? No. Yeah. What up, my friend? There are two kinds of refugees from Germany. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. You have and to I be much more suspicious of one group than are, the other. If you are a German refugee to Latin America, you are very much of of the one type. Because there were lots of, there are also lots of uh, other Germans in North in South America. Because there was like a big influx yeah. of Germans to yeah, South yeah, America, yeah. like before World War II. Yeah, yeah. Like, but the because uh... isn't it something like most of like the upper class of Mexico is all German? 
or like a lot of it is Maybe. like El Chapo is German. El Chapo Guzman. Le Chapo. <laughs> Le Chapo. El Chapo, Le Chapo is, is a German Jewish refugee. <laughs> is a German Jewish refugee. That's right. El that Chapo right. <laughs> tribe. Yeah. Claimed. Le claimed. Le claimed. There we go. <laughs> good. 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 Um right. So uh yeah, then uh, it's Jerry and George trying to get through the metal detector at the airport in a room that doesn't look remotely like an airport. Looks Olga, like a sort Olga of hotel is, reception. Olga's listening to us both with this very like intelligent, serene expression on her face. Like she's listening to just like, like, pe- it's question like time. people like sharing just like some really kind of interesting <laughs> cultural theory <laughs> and not a pair of dipshits claiming that El Chapo is Jewish. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, 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 he's controlling the drug trade, is he? Oh, who's he? <laughs> Who do you mean? That's right. Yeah. He is. <laughs> That's right. Look, if anything, he's breaking down stereotypes. <laughs> no one ever thinks we're controlling the drug trade. Emerging in the courtroom in like a little, a little, a little kipper and everyone's like, I never knew. Yeah. El Hipper. <laughs> right. So, oh lord! Yeah, they're getting through the metal detector. Uh, what's your problem? I- what's your beef with the airport room? It looks like an airport. No, it doesn't. It's got like wallpaper. Okay, so. the worst airport of all time in any movie was A Christmas Prince Two, which was oh well, <laughs> well of course. a Netflix film. <laughs> no need to explain. <laughs> it was filmed in Edinburgh, and they literally made filmed the airport scene in Edinburgh Waverley, and you could see the little like doors, the the ticket. The ticket doors. Yeah, what, the barriers? Yeah, yeah, yeah the barriers so in the middle ticket of the barriers airport. to get on a plane is yeah. very funny. Yeah, yeah that's mm. Europe. What do you... Yeah. That's how they do it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a little that's gate. A, that's extremely No good. terrorist would ever jump over a ticket barrier. I'm pretty sure I've seen an airport with wallpaper. Okay. Where, where have you been? Fucking Kyrgyzstan? Like, what, what is... I might have been to Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know, you know where I've been. Yeah. You don't know anything about me. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen this, or maybe just what I've done is seen what lots and lots airport? of episodes of Seinfeld, so I've seen the. So Look, I've, listeners, so I just, just if you haven't watched the episode, go and watch is. it and assess whether this room looks like an airport or not, and then don't tell us about it. It looks enough like an airport. I don't think it looks like. I'm an airport. willing to believe even the that metal it's an detector airport. doesn't really look like a metal detector. It's like it's too thick. It's too long. Wouldn't it be cool if metal detectors like checked how metal you were? Uh. <laughs> Motley yes, Crue just setting yes, them all off. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And yeah. podcasting forever. Yeah, it's been done. I love yeah. it so much. <laughs> Slipknot have been put on a no-fly list. <laughs> there you go. But I'm Lars Ulrich. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, the guy from Metallica, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thank yeah. fuck. You walk, you walk through a metal detector and it's just like, girls, girls, <laughs> girls. And then yeah. that's how it happens. Um, Murder! Yeah. Sorry. I wrote in my notes at the metal detector bit, uh, this is so pre-9-11. It's just like, because oh, yeah. they're, they're making a thing of like, what a pain in the ass it is. And actually all they're doing is walking through a metal detector and the guy's going, are those keys? Yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. Like, this is like the least invasive airport security check I can imagine. It's so weird how we've just got so completely inured to the airport bullshit mm. now. Mental. Yeah. I think I watched a YouTube video where they called it security theater, which is security I really theater. like mm. that. Yeah. I like that yeah. term Immersive a lot. Immersive security theater. Well, I've, I've told you about when I got... <laughs> they're, all, they're all out of work actors. 
<laughs> I've told you about when I this got way. produced by Punch off. Drunk. Mm. <laughs> when I got one of them's always pissed, <laughs> but like you never know which one it is. <laughs> oh, you know what? Never mind. Airport security. Have I ever told you about the pre-eleven time I got pulled off a plane because my uh, because ass too fat. Uh, first of all, ass too thick. It counted as extra luggage. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They're just like, have you got? Have you paid extra for that wagon? Yeah. Um, I have no wagons. <laughs> no, yeah, because with a wagon, it takes you much longer to get across. Yeah, that's the right. It would have taken ten years for that flight to get there. Otherwise, um, this was uh, this was a period of time when you could get these like powder eyeshadows, which which came in little jars. They were like loose powder eyeshadows, and they kind of when you put them on they went like kind of shimmery yeah it was a fun time in yeah. makeup yeah and i had one in my say, bag of course you had one of these obviously i had hundreds of them there has never been a trend to which phoebe roy was not party so jot that Look. down <laughs> um, <laughs> alien in a pod she was there i invented the alien in a pod <laughs> still got so many chia pets that are <laughs> i was i was the one who gave the alien in the pods cancer mm. yeah it was my pussy that <laughs> she gave was into cancer. neo pets so early she called them old pets <laughs> That's yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the and and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, old pet. Gordon zero sum with the metal bit and whatever the fuck that was. Alpha and omega. Yeah, yeah, right. And yeah, so I had this little like little jar of um of eyeshadow, and I had a white mm. one, and it broke in my bag and just like oh. covered the inside of my bag with this mysterious white powder. And my uh. Uh, and so my bag got selected for a random check, which was a thing then. Like you didn't mm. you didn't automatically get your bag searched. And we're sitting on the plane, we're waiting for it to take off. Uh, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Um, nothing's happening. And then at these like two extremely like burly guys with the like kind of the the curly earpiece thing appear mm. on the plane and says, "Is there a Phoebe Roy on the plane?" And my mother points at me and says, "She's here." Oh and I'm like, "Oh my god, snitch!" The fuck? This is her. Take her away. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to get rid of her for years. And they literally were just like, "What? What? Seriously?" Because I was like, I was thirteen or something. I was just like, Ugh. and then my mum was like, tried to get out of coming with me, and I'm like, "Mum, you are coming with me." Oh fuck my god! Mom's like, this is your problem. Well, at some I'm point, you've got to down, grow up, Phoebe Roy. Your mum just has like <laughs> fucking handfuls of cocaine in her. She's pockets. just like, she's just like chilling out. She's just maxing on the plane. Um and yeah, and my they, mum asked me to put this in my luggage. Well, they tell you not to do that. And yeah, they and they kind of bring me into this little room. They like Holy open my suitcase shit. in front of me. I'm fucking terrified. And they show me this powder on the inside of my bag, and I was just like, "Can I?" And they said, "Yeah, look, go ahead." And I put my finger in it and like rubbed it on the back of my hand and like showed them where it gone like kind of pink and lilac shimmery. And I was just like, "It's just." Just it's just makeup, and they were like, "You look fabulous." <laughs> <laughs> like, we just wanted to you tell put it on you, all the you security guards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were, like, going around the airport, and then we did a big dance like, routine. We did some lip syncing. <laughs> yeah, um, and then they let me on. And they, they let me back on the plane, and like everyone's like staring at me like they fucking hate me because the, the plane's been delayed by about an so hour hot. and a half. <laughs> also because I look so hot. Yeah. Um, They're like, "Damn, that's a sexy child." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was some mm. pre nine eleven security theatre right there. There you go. But like after nine eleven, someone might have shot me. Yeah. So think of that. Think of that. Yeah, that is right. You can be murdered these days just for looking fabulous. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the the security guy asked Jerry if he's wearing anklets, and Jerry's like anklets. And he's like, some <laughs> people wear them these days. Uh, and then they're, they're like searching George's bag, and he has moisturizer, and the guy's like, "Is that for your wife?" And he's like, "No, it's for me." some interesting commentary about uh uh 
masculine and feminine, real feminine codes of behaviour there. Yeah. You know, with, jo- no man with George's moist. morning mist. Yeah, men have syphilis. They don't moisturise. Let's get that straight. I think men can moisturise as long as they have syphilis. Right, you okay. Have to counter- it do- it does you have to counterbalance the, the girliness yeah. of the moisturising mm. by the excessive, syphilis, masculine- yeah. excessive masculinity. Yeah, and if you have chlamydia, syphilis. you really can't moisturise. No. No, I don't care how much you're flaking. Mm. No. <laughs> sit that, sit, miss me with that girly shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we then have a bit uh, where Jerry says the closest to royalty we have in America is the people who ride the cart at the airport. And like again, like what's your beef with that? Like this is like this is like elderly the and disabled. disabled people. Like oh yeah, so Jerry's decided that the disabled have had it for you know <laughs> so like it, too easy it, for it too is long. Like that tweet, isn't it? Where it's like um, if you like they do the Voltaire thing about like oh if you. If you want to know who's in charge, work out who you're not allowed to criticize, and then and then someone posts like ten year old child with leukemia, <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically Jerry's analysis. Pretty, like the disabled, much, yeah, they're the ones can't who, say shit about yeah, them. Can you? They control them. the media. Yeah, and then there's weird stuff about how like oh you know oh if you're too like lazy to get across an airport, it's like no that that's. That's like it's not for people who like can't be. Wouldn't have done well in the pioneering time. It's like. It's for people who like get short of breath if they walk for too long. Uber and... for the little um for the little transport golf cart at the airport. Oh, that probably exists now. I bet they've yeah. like Don't worry, I'll call us a little like golf cart, lads. Subcontracted that. Yeah. Stag do and they're all on the little golf cart. Hanging off the signs. I wonder if when you're like booking all the flights for a stag do, if you pay extra you can get to go on the little buggy. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be fun. I think make the make the buggies widely accessible, why not? Um, I just think that this is like uh, just this whole episode is just a good conduit mm. for Jerry to like direct all of his seething paranoia about air travel, airports, pilots into one kind mm. of tidy little package. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we then cut to Kramer who's at an audition. The person around the audition is like, "Are you here for the music video, the horror film, the exercise video, or the infomercial?" And Kramer just does all of them. Mm-hmm. Get some fun sight gags of him being in all of these things, doing some dancing. Yeah. Doing some screaming. He's a great physical comedian. Yeah. He comments to this like girl who's also auditioning, you scream good. And then she leaves with him. And she explains to him her idea for a TV series about Ava Braun. He's like, we just know so little about Ava <laughs> Braun. What was it like having sex with Adolf Hitler? <laughs> I, oh, that was, was gold. Like? Yeah, yeah. That gold. was gold. Mm. I that like, was gold. That was a star making role for that lady. I particularly like the bit, like, the bit when she said like, what do you think her parents thought about the situation? Hmm. You know what? It's true. We don't know about about that. Did they? Did they like him? Did they like him? Adolf, he's all right. Treats her well. That's all. Look, look, Ava. As long as you're happy, yeah. As long as you don't end up in a bunker in a ditch on fire, we are happy. Whoever you choose to go out with. Look, all we say is no suicide packs. All right. Yeah. If a man asks you to be in a suicide pact, reconsider. No mass murdering fuckheads, please. Other than mm. that. After the last one. <laughs> the problem with our Ava is she's got terrible taste in it's men. She's got a type. She was, going out with, <laughs> she was going out with Pol Pot. Couldn't stand him. Couldn't stand him. Wouldn't take Came his round, shoes off. Trying to get me to take my glasses <laughs> off. I said, I need these to read, Paul. Thank you very much. And then Hitler. You know, we thought he was nice. We, you know, he, he was an art student. What she said to us, she she said to us, "Got my new boyfriend, painter, bit of a vegetarian." How are we supposed to know? 
I thought, sounds lovely. Probably into it for a breast milk. I don't mind that. I don't kink shame in this household. I feel like this is, a, is ver- this? <laughs> a very. I feel like this is a very. Um, this is a syllabus. This is a very opaque. It's a very opaque <laughs> confluence of bits. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, um, I'd love like, to say not known uh, to listeners of this podcast, but almost certainly known. I feel like you have to be podcast. like a real head to be able to to vibe with Scylla Black, the mother of Ava Braun. The idea of Ava Braun having a series of toxic boyfriends which culminated with Hitler is very funny, though. First one, he had a motorbike. Can't say she doesn't have a type. Didn't approve of that. Bad news he is. Yeah, that's right. The thing about Ava, she cannot recognise a red flag. (laughs) She's a proper slag. Oh, that's not very nice, is it? (laughs) Not a nice thing to say about Ava Braun. (laughs) Bit of uh, of, sexism about Ava Braun. Mm, Yeah. That's right. Your sexism is sewing when you make comments about Ava Braun. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, Look, so- give her her agency. Maybe she was a genocidal fuckhead as well. That is true. Time for some history. Girl bosses <laughs> yeah. of history. Girl, Girl boss reading of Ava Brown. To be yeah. fair, they did do, they, there was that. Wasn't, mm. the, the, wasn't she, was she the li- what was she called? She was called like the, like the lioness of the Gestapo. Excuse um, me. Also Lenny Riefenstahl. Yeah, Lenny mm. Riefenstahl. I I have literally read an article I think in the Guardian which was like a kind of girl boss reimagining More thing female about, directors. about Lenny Riefenstahl, Catherine Bigelow, yeah. like absolutely Lula unbelievable Wang, about, how, like, about how you know you should mm. you should like be studying Lenny Riefenstahl as like an example of oh. like 1930s direction. It's like I think I probably won't. I'll, I'll, I'll just, pass. just pass on that. Um, yeah, the, yeah. This this woman who was called the lioness of, of the Gestapo. And there was like, and there's this uh, Twitter kind of like. Also, no one made any good films in the 1930s. It was the 1930s. True. They were um, all sucked. They're all like, here's a boat. Yeah. <laughs> ah, see? Oh, run a boat. Yeah, boat, <laughs> shit. It's on the screen. It's going to come and get us. <laughs> there's one thing you can say is at least the Nazi propaganda films were as bad as other films from the 1930s. <laughs> ah, see, it's got Jews, see? Don't uh, like them. At least Not they much were, at all. At least they weren't like aesthetically superior. <laughs> Yeah, that would be unfortunate. Like, that would oh, be to regrettable. Be fair, to be it's fair. a rip-roaring ride, that film. It's a <laughs> bit of a romp. the direction. <gasps> oh, Lord. <laughs> you wouldn't want a Nolan Nazi propaganda film. No, probably not. Yeah. Um, one's moving forward through World War II, one's moving backwards. There is a Twitter account which does <laughs> this. It, he's just, so it, sometimes he's just I'll do a, a face that I'm tenet. listening. I'm really <laughs> completely not not here at all. And that's and that's right. You should do that. It's I, it's yeah. what's called it's what's called female to male reparations. Like every so often, you just have to just completely out. tune out when a man is speaking. It doesn't to- it doesn't matter what he's talking about. He could be telling you something that's going to save your life, but you still owe it to women just not to listen. Hmm. Unless it's in, in a Jason Statham accent, I'm not really listening to Milo. Olga's drowning and I'm trying to give her instructions on how to like grab onto the life draft and she's like I've listened to too many men that's how I got in this situation in the first (laughs) place I'm mansplaining my own death to me (laughs) there's there's this Twitter account which is this like grab onto that life raft in the next 15 seconds (laughs) you're gonna literally drown let me tell you, you about a stupid Twitter account. <laughs> no. Let me let me do it. Um. It, yeah. So it's a Twitter account which is like kind of yeah, kind of like forgotten women of history, mm. and it's like and like up until this point, it's been very much like kind of oh, you know the uh, the women computer engineers of NASA, like the you know the uh, hidden figures mm. ladies, like that, like, yeah. Yeah, like, like that, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then like well, all these and women then, hiding like, their figures. <laughs> hey. 
<laughs> Look, folks, fellas, we want to see him. In inflatable right, sumo guy. suits. Yeah, we can't see these broads. Why is it a Jackie Mason voice that you're doing there? No. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it seemed appropriate. Yeah. It just seemed to work. Um, yeah, and there was this, like, kind of, you know, kind of sort of her, like, kind of her story rereading. Mm. There's, yeah, this woman called the Lioness of the, of the Gestapo. <laughs> there was all this stuff about how, like, she was, like, um, she was like a woman, but she was a butch lesbian and she was very gender non-conforming. And there was all this stuff about that. And then there was a bit at the end. Which, which bit, the Nazis loved. They were a, so big on well, non-conforming. Exactly. To and then there was a bit at the end where it's like, oh, yeah, she was uh, executed by the French resistance uh, for her for oh, her fuck, role in the Gestapo. No. And it was just like, oh, these days the French resistance will execute you simply. <laughs> <laughs> simply for collaborating with the Gestapo. To be fair, I mean, she this... should never have said she was English. <laughs> <laughs> this is female prison guards like on acid. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. that. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah and she was awesome. called. Yeah, she was called the Lioness of the Gestapo or something mm. like that. Yeah, and she never compromised her femininity. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, actually, the yeah, the lionesses of the Gestapo you could be a war actually did most and of the wear hunting. Lipstick, okay. Yeah, the men to of be, the Gestapo were generally to quite be sleepy. Fair, have you ever read that um vo- that like fawning Vogue profile of um Asmar Assad? No. Oh, that's something. I'll find it for you. And oh send my it god. To you. That's, yes. that's that's something to fucking see. Oh, that's my shit. And that's literally like this kind of like. Um, you know, bring, his chemical bring, weapons. Like bringing Syria into the new age. She's so glamorous. Look at her wonderful handbag. It like, oh my god! But it's she, real. It is do real. You fucked up. That there's like, is it Mad Libs or Ad Libs or whatever that's called when it's just like blanks? And that uh, that yeah, that article Libs, is yeah. pre pre written, and they um wrote it about Carrie. Is it Carrie Boris Johnson's Carrie? Oh yeah. And correct. they they they've written about every fucking Carrie woman. Simmons. Yeah. Mm. Look at her handbags. Yeah, the one that is like she's bringing X into the new age. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like she went to university. She can't possibly be, I don't know, an aide in war crimes. No, absolutely not. That's what they teach at university. That's, That's the, right. so like you go in day one and they're like, first things first, don't do war crimes. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Creeping Marxism. Yeah, it's because of, yeah, of creeping cultural Marxism in the UK's universities that, right. that they tell you not to do war crimes. Mm. Yeah. Fucked yeah, up. you go into you go into your first university lecture, and uh, El Chapo Guzman, who's the head of the Jewish conspiracy, does some cultural Marxism on you. How is this a podcast <laughs> about Seinfeld? Listen up, kids! I know you love cocaine, so take it from me, El Chapo Guzman, uh... the controller of the banks. Right, so I completely forgot we've we've not talked about Seinfeld in so long. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have. We yeah. were talking about the fi- about Kramer doing physical comedy yeah. in his advert. Kramer, see- yeah, that was a while ago, Phoebe. Uh, Kramer sees an a famous actor in the cafe where he is with this girl, and he's like, "Oh, I should show him my script." So he like runs over there and just acts super weird. And he's like, "I'm Fred normally Savage. very normal." Oh, he was in the Wonder Years. Okay, it was like a huge, huge sitcom. I, I remember this the gal. She's got so much trivia. I Look remember the Wonder Years. I got the Wonder Years is the one that has a girl in it called Topanga. Nope. No? That's Saved by the Bell. Isn't Topanga in the Wonder Years? Topanga isn't Saved by the Bell. Okay. Uh, but mm. hopefully, let's see. Topanga. And she's also in the uh, oh! Ava Braun. Topanga was in Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. And mm. Wonder Years. God, some fucking Gen Xers are going to crucify us after this conversation. Yeah. The Wonder Years had Winnie in it, right? Gwendolyn what, Winnie. Winnie Mandela. Danica yes. McKellar. <laughs> yes. Yes, it had fucking. <laughs> that was part of the post-apartheid, you know. Yeah, it was kind a, of pretending. Jesus 
right. Yeah, it was a weird Pretending the weird Western government pretending the they were in favour of take. the end of apartheid all along. They were like, we got to get Winnie Mandela and stuff. we got to yeah. see him on board with this. That's right. Yeah. That is the <laughs> real Mandela effect. Women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get her on the view. <laughs> yeah. I want Nelson Mandela on top gear. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's Seinfeld. Yeah, let's do it. We got a Seinfeld. Okay, anyway, there's a Kramer act so weird that the guy like actually runs out of the room. We then cut to George and Jerry's hotel. Jerry's on the phone giving a description of Kramer. I'm not sure who to. No, it's not clear because like he's, he's trying not, to like, track him down. He's trying to track him down, but like he can't like he can't describe him as like a missing person. Like, presumably he's not speaking to the cops. No. He's just speaking to someone. Yeah, just a guy. Okay. A guy finds a guy. Um, and he's talking about how he's lost this. Okay. He's lo- he can't find this note that he made about his stand-up jokes on a napkin. He's like, I got it worded perfectly. Uh, the I found this in. very relatable. Like, uh, once yeah. you've worked out the perfect wording for yeah. something, if you lose what, where you've written it yeah. down, it's like... You can't even remember what the thing was about. Like it's it's just the worst thing in the world. Because your brain goes, "Oh, we've taken care of storing this. Yeah, it, we've exactly. just stored it somewhere yeah, outside yeah. of our yeah, brain. We've got it on a backup drive." Yeah. This yeah. Yeah. it's like you've like by recording it, you've like taken out some of its soul. Yeah, yeah. That's like this podcast. I forget everything that was said immediately after the recording oh, yeah. is over. People yeah. are constantly being like, "Oh my god, I loved your bit about such and such." I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Or they like ask me. Who are you? Where am I? They're like gonna ask me a question about something that we said in it, and I'm just like, honestly, there's no point trying to ask me to stand by something I've said because I don't remember what I said. (laughs) Yeah, because you said to Milo, I said to who? (laughs) (laughs) There hasn't been anyone named Milo here in 40 years. It's like Shutter Island. Like you believe that you're doing a podcast. Uh, There you go. There we go. Right. Uh, Yeah, Mamilto. I've just got like you can't see it because I'm wearing like a I'm wearing a t-shirt, but like Mm. my torso is covered in like sharpie, just saying like don't like don't trust this man. Don't believe his lies. Yeah, he starts he starts talking. He starts telling you anecdotes about Cambridge. Do not listen. About where? Um. Anyway, so he's giving this thing the the notes. Uh, The maid comes in. uh, Who's called Lupe? And uh, George is asking her, can she not tuck in the blankets under the bed? Because yeah. he likes to be free. He likes to be able to swish and swirl them. And then she's like, yeah, I agree. It's too tight to sleep. And then, uh, and then he's like, Jerry, Jerry's still on the phone. He's like, do you want him tucked in or not? He's like, yeah, leave him tucked in. And then he's like, I think it's going to be too complicated. And he's like, fine, I won't have him tucked in. And he's like, actually, I've changed my mind. I do want him tucked in. I feel like this is very like, almost like kind of, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Mum Corner. Mum Corner. Mel Brooks. It feels oh, like a sorry. very. It feels like a kind of Mel Brooks. Mum Bro- Corner. You mean Milo's bedroom? Yeah, that's right. It feels like a kind of Mel Brooks bit, like the. So we want the one tuck and one untuck. Actually, no, we want the two tucks. Actually, we want the one uh, yeah, tuck. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's something. Yeah, there's something yeah. that felt very kind of. Mm. Like very like. Very much like a tribute to a particular kind of comedy writing, which is, again is like, like I enjoy seeing, but is a little bit atonal. It's too much intertextuality for a Seinfeld episode. That's right. Uh, yeah, mm. yeah. I can't be doing with intertext. No, Joyce and I know, I know writers who use intertext, and they're all cowards. That's <gasps> right. That's right. Um. Anyway, uh, it, it transpires that Lupe threw away Jerry's napkin with his notes on it. And then George is defending her, and he's like, you shouldn't have left it out. Um, we then cut back to the cops. 
I have an interjection there. Okay. This is the first example that you see of an interesting facet of the Costanza character, which he is very, very keen for people in traditionally working class jobs to like him. Ooh. And to Ooh. think and to like feel that he is like or does standing he just fancy in solidarity. Because the maid no, is no, hot. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's like it's a very specific facet of yeah. the Costanza personality. So, mm. um, and you see it and you see it absolutely constantly come up I again and again have and again. This as well, to be honest. He wants them to know that he is standing in solidarity with them, that he is not one of the PMCs, that he is, he is a worker. Not private Except military he's not contractors. Yes. Um, That's exactly G- what G- I mean. George is like, I do not work for Blackwater, so jot that down. That's right. Um, yeah, I, we didn't know JLD in this episode. I had to make do with Lupe, but Lupe was pretty cute, I thought. Yeah, she was all right. Yeah. But, he's not, but it's not because he fancies her. Oh. Do you it's think a- all women on Seinfeld are inter- interchangeable? No, I just normally JLD kind of focuses all of my horny energy. And so there's no room. There's no like room for other women stone. on Seinfeld. Okay, the horniest one there was obviously the woman who said, what was Hitler and Ava Braun's sex like? She was quite horny, admittedly. Her hair? I thought, I thought Lupe was nicer looking, though. She was obviously being put up as the sex. But this is often the case in Seinfeld. They're putting up a woman as like, this is the sexiest woman you've ever seen. And you're like... Also, Have she has changed that much since the early nineties. Also, 90s? she has the very curly hair. And yeah, she's you know got the about- Cindy Lauper hair. Oh, you don't uh, like curly hair? No, 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 no. It's the fake curly hair. He objects to white women with very curly hair, like the like the perm, like the Caitlin Bennett hair. Caitlin that, Bennett is the, the campus gun girl who shit herself. The like the ramen hair, you know. He thinks it's a cursed energy. It is a cursed energy. Uh, Many people have come on this podcast and agreed with me. You know what? I think I also agree with you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think it's anti-Semitism personally. Okay, never mind. I don't agree with you at all. <laughs> when it, if it's your natural hair. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's fine, but if you've yeah. had it like Yeah, crinkled. which is why I also clarified white women. I don't want there to be any implications <laughs> about me talking about any kind of ethnic hair here. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about white women getting a very unnatural perm. JLD has very curly hair. Yeah, but it's not that. It's not as curly as like the ramen hair still. Yeah, but that's because she wears it in like a kind of like grand luxurious wumph. Yeah, we love the wump. We love the wump. Can Give I show you? Wump. This is completely but unrelated, but wump. can I show you a JLD uh, outfit from Family Vacation? Yes. That is, I genuinely think, the most beautiful dress I've ever Wait, seen. Wait, was there in my a life. film called Family Vacation, is or it, are you just talking about your family yeah, vacation my, with my, my, my mom, JLD? Is it Family Oliver's Vacation? been holding out on us. <laughs> yeah. Is it Family Not Family Vacation. Christmas Vacation? What's the one with Chevy Chase? But uh, they all have Chevy Chase. A Christmas Prince too. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A JLD no, I have Waverly to show you. Train Sorry. Station. I thought all the vacation films had Chevy Chase. No, national Christmas no, that's vacation. National Lampoons. Yeah, this is Chevy Chase is allowed to be in more than one series of films. Don't box Chevy Chase Christmas in. Vacation. Sorry. No, but isn't it National Lampoons Vacation? It's cr- whereas national this is a non-National Lampoons Vacation. No, no, no this is a National Lampoon film. Well, like a oh, kind of, like oh. a kind yeah. of generic. Vacation film. Lots of films like a, have vacation not, in the title that aren't brand, the vacation. It's not a brand name vacation film. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Just if saying not true. every film that has the word vacation in it is part of the vacation series of films. All right. Counterpoint, it is. <laughs> Whether they like it or not. Yeah. Okay, I can't find it. Never mind. Let's continue talking. <laughs> Sorry. It just was an incredible dress. That would be fun if, like, you could. It was like part of the law that you could just make any film or TV show like part of the series if it had the word in the title. Yeah. Zero Dark Thirty Rock. <laughs> Spitballing Liz Lemon girl bossing her way to having Osama bin Laden extrajudicially murdered. Well, there was literally a film like that, the Foxtrot one, with Margot Robbie and 
uh, Tina Fey. Doesn't matter. Never seen it. Seen the trailer. Huh. <laughs> seen the trailer. That's like having read, read the Wikipedia summary. Good enough. Yeah. In my opinion. I've seen. I've done that with most films. Yeah, exactly. I, I talk about all kinds of things I've just read the Wikipedia of. Um, right. Anyway. Find the by. The cop show. Uh, the cops, rather. It's not the cop show. It's the cops on the show. Seinfeld. Uh, they're investigating the dead body of this woman. They find Kramer's a bit of Kramer's script yeah. on her body with her name. Yeah, this because whole it's thing the with... curly-haired woman who's been found dead, right? Is that the implication? Yeah, it's the woman that he's been talking to. Ah, she's Isn't been murdered it? by an anti-Nazi act. Well, you never see the body. It's like under a no, rug. So... No, no, no. They, they don't show the first body. And then the next scene, they show them covering oh, wait, up I the curly it, blonde I assumed woman. it was supposed to be the same body from before. I no. thought it was... Oh. No, and no, so I was like, no, this but this woman's the, already been dead for some time. No, this time. is the second body. Fucking, I didn't understand any of this. Clearly not. It's not that yeah. hard to it understand. It was confusing. <laughs> I found it confusing. I'm right. Notes to Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> and Larry David. This was confusing to me. In the next... Milo Edwards, age 28 and a half. In the next scene, after Kramer's been talking to her, she comes up dead. And the reason that she's got Kramer's script is because she'd asked him if she can take his film treatment to show it to her manager. Yeah. And then, she's been, and, then, and then she's been murdered. And that's why they think that Kramer's done it. Did you not understand yeah. the plot I mean, of an does... episode of Seinfeld? I definitely yeah. didn't. It did. It, it excellently <laughs> okay. explains. I definitely did. I, I enjoyed the little uh, montage where uh, Kramer had to do different ads. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was cute. Mm. That was good. Uh, nice yeah. contained bit. We just bit. like letting the shapes and colors and sounds wash over <laughs> us, you know? Well, the actor... I wanted the whole episode to be that. The actor who Kramer meets at these auditions then gets murdered, and that's why they think that Kramer right. murdered, murdered her. And he did. And Kramer doesn't appear in the show again because he's in jail. Um, Full of female prison guards. Yeah, that's right. It's a great... Um, well, this is actually a callback to when, um, to when George became an FBI asset a few episodes uh, yeah. ago. Um, so they've now been waiting for something to get Kramer on. And this seems like a, a perfectly reasonable fit it's, up. It's a great bit of police work, isn't it? Like, well, we found a piece of paper with this guy's name on her dead body. So that means he, he killed, her. killed her. Yeah. Uh, you know, women who get murdered never have like just another random person's name or identifying information on them. Murders, murderers leave their identifying information on a body, they which is why all murders they get solved. They certainly should. Yeah, calling card. Yeah, if they're like an efficient murderer, yeah, got to sign your work. Don't work That's for right. free, or leave a certificate don't of authenticity. Let, don't let anyone else take credit for your work and a vial mm. of your cum. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maybe the whole point about leaving the script on the body was an FBI fit up because they've, you know, been looking, watching mm, it. I wish I fucking followed the plot of this episode. <laughs> so we cut to backstage at the Tonight Show. George recognizes this Jeremy Corbyn guy um, yep. from LA Law. Yep, that's Jeremy his, that's Corbyn. That's his name, Jeremy Corbyn from LA Law. <laughs> a break from uh, living in a pebble dash house in Islington to be on the American show LA Law. Um, and I'm not sure why he's doing that, but I presume it's for very good left-wing reasons. Uh, George is saying that he's a big fan, and he's saying that it would be this would be a great case for LA Law, and he's explaining the time a, a woman he was dating asked him to look after her cat, and he forgot to feed the cat, and it died. And then she's trying to get him to replace the cat, and he's like, I'm not going to buy a brand new cat to replace an old dying cat. Um, and then one a of the classic, guys... classic, classic George bit. One of the guys from Cheers comes out, who I recognized but could not name. He's that, he's that one from Cheers. He's, he's the that, fat he's guy that from one. Cheers. He's that one. Yeah. 
Um, and then George starts giving him advice about the show Cheers. And he's like, why is it still in a bar? You know, people meet in all sorts of places other than bars. And then he suggests a community center. Yeah. Which I love. Great. Personally, I think they should replace LA law with uh, LA community-based solutions. <laughs> <laughs> LA social work. Um, do, you remember when, do you remember when everyone had a huge hard-on for like, why don't they just change the setting of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Because we all love Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh, so no. much. And we can't, like, yeah, that was fun. Why can't they all just work at the post office? It was just like... What? Do you really need me to explain why they can't just work at the post office? Yeah. <laughs> Is Does that really mean... something that you need me to do? <laughs> It was, <laughs> it was like I saw the other day someone was suggesting the fact that there are lots of programs about the police, like dramas, is evidence that like of a deliberate like conspiracy of propaganda. Like, no, people are just interested in it. People find it interesting because it's it's an extreme thing. It's like a thing that all oh, murders or like what you like what are you from unfamiliar with the concept of titillation? Titillation. Mm. That's when uh, a vegan guy sucks your tits. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you like about vegan guys. They give excellent tit head. <laughs> so a baby sucking out on his mom's tit is giving his it's mom tit technically mammalingus. Oh, no. Oh, but it works no, on two no. levels and I have to Mama, respect it and I hate ma- it. Mammalingus. I hate the, it. Uh, I hate the, it. The Italian-Irish airline for women with big titties. Right. Mama Lingus. I need a nutritious drink. Um I'm a vegan. <laughs> I'm low on protein. My my can I drink your breast milk? Yes! Oh, I got scoliosis. Ooh, and also rickets. My scoliosis from low calcium, I don't think. I don't know. No, you get scoliosis from bending over to suck your mom's dick. (laughs) (laughs) How short is your mom? For Christ's sake, Neil. Look, why don't you think that women should be allowed to sit down? Mm. Oh my God, guys. Seinfeld. 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 Right. Um, Jerry comes out and George is like, I had two adult conversations with celebrities. It was great. And then he's like, you've got toilet paper on your heel. I never think that should be embarrassing. Everyone go, Everybody poops, you know. Not me. No. <laughs> Phoebe has a sealed anus. <laughs> it's right. like bricked up like a window in the 18th century. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old anus tax. I subscribe to the broken windows theory, but only when mm. it comes to my butt. Okay. Oh, I did. Oh, actually, I wrote down the guy's name. His name's Corbin Burnson. That sounds like Bobson Dugnut to me. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is Bobson Dugnut. Screaming Bobson's name in bed. Oh, yeah. that's fine. I think that is actually how Bobson Dugnut came up originally, wasn't it? We were talking about. Yeah, yeah right. Okay, fine. Um, and I then, like, memory hold it into yeah. him literally being called that. Yeah. Um, so he tells G- George's story on The Tonight Show. He's like, yeah, I met this sick nut earlier who was telling the story about murdering a cat and he thinks it would be a good case for LA Law. And I'm like, yeah, sure, asshole. Everyone in the audience laughs. We then cut to the, uh, the cops uh, who are interviewing the crazy old woman about Kramer um, and also then interviewing the guy, the, the Manson family guy from the last episode of season three yeah. who was in the van with Kramer. He's like, oh, yeah, he said he killed the guy. Completely unclear where they found him. Mm. Well, he's wearing a prison uniform, so uh, he's obviously been... Sure. It just seems a little bit ne- needle in the haystack, like why, they, like why they would 
identify this person as having had contact with Kramer in the first place. No, you're right. There are some plot holes in this episode of Seinfeld. Where um, the fuck is Elaine? Where is yeah. Elaine? Where is Elaine? She's, she's murdering the women. <laughs> That's going to be the dramatic reveal. <laughs> but it's okay because she's also a woman. Yeah. Let yeah. women murder other women. Yeah. When men do it, it's bad. When women do it, that's, you know, Look, none of your business, Women pal. don't owe you not murdering other women. That is true. That is true. Uh, the Cheers guy comes on The Tonight Show. He's also describing uh, this nutcase he met who was, you know, talked to me. And then we cut to him and the Corbin Burnson guy backstage being like, it was the same guy. I don't know why they have Jerry's voice. There's a beautiful piece of uh, facial acting from Jason Alexander in that bit when you see him getting more and more furious at them making mm. fun of him, even though no one could possibly know that they're talking about him. They don't describe him. They don't do anything like that. They don't like, they don't like call him out or anything like that. But he just, yeah. he just looks Although so... that woman George went on a date with could probably identify him. Yes, probably true. But, she, but he's just like getting kind of more and more angry um, while everyone else is laughing around him. And it's just, I just think it's beautiful. I just really like it when people can really act with their faces. Yeah. Love to see it. Phoebe, we can't, and that's why we have a podcast. That's right. All of us were just slack-jawed, staring into space. It might sound like we're having an animated conversation, but not at all. Uh, Jerry, like, garbles his stand-up lines. We're all just, like, looking through one of those seaside faces. Yeah, so that you, right. can't, you can't see how pregnant can't we all see are. We're all extremely <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jerry's garbling his lines. Um, and then he comes off stage and he's like, it's because I didn't have my notes. And then, and then George is like, you're blaming Lupe. And he's like, yes, I'm blaming Lupe. Fair play. Pro worker George Costanza. Yeah. Uh, and then they see Kramer on the TV wanted for the murders of several women. Yeah. And they're both like, <gasps> <gasps> to be. But they do kind of a, <gasps> in like an excited way rather than in like a worried way. It's kind of <laughs> it's like, true. A, oh, I mean, it's like, that's think, what he's up to. He spo- did get th- on TV. I think it's yeah. supposed to be more of a, like, more of a, yeah, this sounds about right gasp than uh, a. Okay. Uh, or is it like, oh, he's golf. gotten in another one of his signature balavas again? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sensing malarkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, that that bit at the end of the Keenan and Kel monologue that goes, oh, not again. Or, oh, here it goes. Anyone? I've Kenan never and watched Keenan and Kel. I know oh, uh, Jesus. Okay. Orange Soda, et cetera. I, I've never seen Whew. it. But. My big memory of Keenan and Kel was the big rumor that one of them had died in a car crash. Yeah, and in reality, all he did was not get on SNL. In reality, there hasn't been Keenan and Kel in 40 years. <laughs> uh, uh, then we close with a bit where Jerry is talking about, and this is, I think, the most Baroque bit of the entire episode, how on scripted TV shows, they're never checking to see how much time they have left. Magnum P.I. is never going, <laughs> shall I strangle this guy or do we need to go to a commercial break? And I'm like, What? <laughs> It's a scripted show, Jerry. You're on one right now. They film it and then they edit it to time. What is going on? What if the whole like super plot... It's written plot... by people who understand there are going to be commercial breaks in it. The whole super plot of Seinfeld is a sort of memento style storyline where he has forgotten everything that he used to know about life and is having to like relearn it piece by piece but can only share what he's learned through the medium of like tight fives yeah it's also funny because the show seinfeld is structured around commercial breaks of which the bits are a key element (laughs) yeah 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 it's 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 less that it's baroque and more it's why don't you know the difference between live and scripted tv 
Yeah. But you do know the difference, but you're pretending not to know the difference in order to break, in order to like kind of break it down in an observational human way. It's, it's strange. It's, it's a strange like a guy bit. coming on in like in like waders and a big yellow waterproof jacket, going, "What's the deal with fishermen? Why do they dress that way? Why do fishermen dress that way? What are they hiding? Being pregnant? <laughs> hiding several blokes just shoved up there, rain slicker." A kraken, just, just. Oh my god! Imagine like if it's like not a pregnant smugglers. belly, but just like a huge octopus with its tentacles around you, like a belt. <laughs> Can someone draw this, please? Oh god, is this like a fetish of yours that we're just discovering? I Can someone draw love that? octopuses. Can Are someone you draw me? that with my face on it, and then send it to me? <laughs> they're very intelligent. I read a thing, mm. uh, and apparently they are very intelligent, but they're not necessarily Taking that it intelligent. Taking your mother is very intelligent. <laughs> he predicted the World Cup. Have you ever been fingered by eight arms at once? Oh. Um, apparently, they're like, they are intelligent, but they're apparently not in, especially intelligent, like compared to various other marine life. Like, apparently, like compared to like a squid, they're not even that. They're not even anything special. Wait, squids are smarter than octopus. It was lit, like this whole article was like by a marine biologist, which was literally just like octopuses, little bitches, and they're not even that special. It was like, it was really like furious about, Shit, about okay. octopuses. Wait, so everything in the sea is like super smart. Yeah, that was the. Uh, yeah. Every squid is like the Unabomber. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you say the Unabomber <laughs> is the standard of intelligence? He was yeah. really smart. He had he like 168 smart. IQ. Yeah, he he's did. still alive. I don't know why I'm talking about him in the past tense. He, uh, long live that king. He went to Harvard, right? Am I he making that up? He did a lot of stuff. Yeah, he went to Harvard <laughs> at like 16. He won like he won like some really prestigious prize for his um yeah, undergrad like a maths dissertation. prodigy. And he's also a squid. Yeah, that's what people don't know. Yeah. That's how he made all those bombs so quickly, because he had tentacles. And arms. Yeah. And crucially, he was wrapped around me. That's right. And that's how I couldn't find him. She was wrapped around Olga. <laughs> and I was, I was holding a cutout in front of me. Yeah. So no Weirdly one off know. the Unabomber. <laughs> but they were like, no, that's just a cutout. We're not falling for that again. <laughs> that's like hidden in plain sight. How did sight. we get here? So I'm sorry, the, <laughs> the bit is... I have an octopus wrapped around me, but I'm covering that up with a cutout of the uniform. <laughs> yep, that's the bit. That is the bit. <laughs> Who the is the octopus? Correct. That is indeed yes. the bit. Oh my god! Correctly identified. This is a hole. Yeah. Are we done? Yeah. I think we're done. Yeah. I think this is as good a place as any to leave it. Uh, it remains to say thank Olga very much for coming on. Olga, thank, thank you, you so, so much for having me. It's always a pleasure and a delight to hear your theories about <laughs> El Chapo. Yeah, and the Unabomber for being wrapped around her stomach. Um, Olga, is there anything you'd like to plug? He's here sucking on my tits. Yeah, that's right. The Unabomber <laughs> is a vegan. That's what a lot of people won't tell you. But <laughs> When is this going to be out? Uh, like two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, come to my tour. You can get tickets at rockandrollgood.com. Yeah. Thanks. Do that. It's very also good. Also listen to We've Human Error, my podcast that is also part of part of a Thrush Future universe. Don't listen to any other fucking podcast. You listen. Okay, to me. fair enough. Just come come see me on tour. <laughs> yeah, go don't, see Olga. Don't cheat on us, yeah. but do go and see Olga's talk. It's very yeah, good. It's very good. Thank we you. went and saw it together. Thank you. It was lovely, lovely yeah. to see you there. It was a little trip. Indulging your image of me and Phoebe as a kind of bickering married couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, we will see you next week on the bonus feed, or in two weeks on the free feed. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.